You're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on News Talk 1010. Time to awaken your senses to your global possibilities. This is the Chris Robinson Travel Show on News Talk 1010. Every day is a getaway when all of it goes unsaid. I got a holiday, a paid holiday. I got a holiday in my head. Welcome to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on News Talk 1010, celebrating Canada, Parks Canada on the program today. To call the program, 416-872-1010-877-518-5151. Star Talk. We'll get to calls in moments. We'll also get to email questions today. And you know to get an email to the program, you go to chrisrobinsontravelshow.com, hit the yellow enter contest button, and then... Fire off your email question. And uh, Chris Robinson, I, I wore some red and white today for the celebration of Canada and Parks Canada. Absolutely. I'm very impressed. And uh, hopefully anybody looking on the, the video feed can actually uh, verify this. That's right. But you're absolutely right in your choice of words there. We celebrate Parks Canada and, and, and the Canadian national park system because it is such a part of our heritage. And it's something that every Canadian should be so proud about, as well as get out there and, and, and enjoy it. And I'm so pleased to, uh, to be devoting the next hour to Parks Canada. And who better to have on the show than the Visitor Experience Director for Parks Canada, Ed Jager. Ed Morning, Welcome Chris. To the show. Welcome. How are you doing? Just great, and all the better for uh, for talking Parks Canada on the show today, because yep. this is something that every Canadian, and if if there are Canadians listening to this show who have yet to be uh, present in a national park, well, they need to get out there, don't they? Oh, absolutely. And um, when we when we do overall surveys of what it means to be Canadian, uh, we we usually we see national parks third or fourth overall in terms of uh, meaning. For, for Canadians and you know they're actually they finish ahead of hockey and, oh, wow. and after uh, the Canadian flag so we're doing pretty good and so many beautiful places that tell the story of uh, what makes Canada incredible in terms of uh, our diverse landscape and also what makes it incredible in terms of the stories that are all tied to the history we have as a country yeah I mean the first nations in particular are, are a strong component of uh, oh absolutely particularly when we look at our national parks and the in many Parks. We we work closely with First Nations in terms of managing those places. In many of our historic sites, we have strong connections to uh, uh, Aboriginal history as well as uh, sort of Canadian history since the arrival of Europeans. So um, that's incredibly important. And um, when we think about the relationship between Aboriginal people and, and the and the landscape, and then when we look at our national parks, we we can really see that and sort of get a sense of why uh, it was so important. It is so important to them and, and the way that they live and and have lived. So. And then your your role with with national parks is is so challenging because you have to balance on the one hand the protection of these these you know, unique places, but also encourage the visitation and and people to actually see and experience. And uh, and for me, I, I it's actually it's a wonderful challenge, and I'm not I'm not sure that's really a challenge. I think um, one of the things that we know um, and we know more and understand better and better is that. Um, what's really a threat to national parks or to national historic sites is when people don't care about them. Right. And it's really apathy that would, would mean the end of these, these places. Um, I don't think that we can, we've talked in the past or people have talked in the past about loving our parks or our historic sites to death, but that's not going to be a problem. The problem that we would have if we really had one is that people didn't care about these places. And that's certainly a big part of what my job is about is about helping to make sure when people come, they have amazing experiences. So they fall in love with them and they care about them. And it, 
you know, if we think about like a park, a park is really a created by humans. It's like a, there's no bear who's walking around going, <laughs> oh. oh, I'm in the park. I'm out of the park. You know, they don't really, they don't really look at it that way. So when we think about um, uh, a national park, it's been created by people because they think it's a really special place. You know, if we think about Rouge mm-hmm. Park, the, that hopefully will soon become the first, Canada's first national uh, urban park. You know, that's because a whole bunch of people in, around Toronto said this is an amazing place that we need to take care of because we want to be able to continue to enjoy and experience it. And that sort of defines all of our national parks. So having people there just means that more people are going to love the place and more people are going to care about it. And people are really smart and creative. So when we see that uh, the number of people in a place is, is maybe not uh, doing so good, doing much good for or as much good as it could for the bears and the, 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 the elk and so on, then we'll come up with great creative solutions to, so that um, those people can still have good experiences and they can still, you know, you know, if we look at some of the material we get out of uh, like our uh, motion activated cameras and Banff and mm-hmm. so on, you know, these shots of like lynx uh, in the, in the wild or wolf packs, you know, we'll still be able to know that those animals are in those places and they're safe and they're able to live uh you know, in a, in a, in a sort of intact in, in ecosystem. Yeah. So. Now you mentioned Rouge and, and this, this is a big news story for, for Parks Canada, isn't it? Oh, it's an incredible, uh, it's an incredible opportunity for us to have such a beautiful uh, location so close to, you know, uh, 7 million people um, and to really be act as a, an entry point for uh, Torontonians, people in the GTA to, uh, to see what a national park is about, to see what it's like, and then to also be able to, uh, from there, take the leap to go to what's the next national park or historic site that they yeah. want to visit. And they'll see how, what a great job that Parks Canada does in terms of offering amazing experiences, and they'll want to, you know, do more of that. And then also just for the people who just want to come and visit Rouge, to that, for them to understand and see, you know, what an amazing ecosystem it is, what an amazing place it is, the wildlife that's there. Um, and the opportunity is just to be out and, and uh, enjoy our natural uh, habitat. Because millions, millions of Torontonians, GTAs, fly by on the 401 and, and scarcely see or register Rouge Valley oh, at all. Well, when we drove in yesterday, we came in on Kingston Road from uh, out east. Yeah. And as you're driving down, we were camped at Glen Rouge Campground last night because we're doing a Learn to Camp program there this weekend. And as you drive down, you look to the left and you see probably 12 lanes of highway on the 401. And then you turn right and you're into a campground. And when, when you arrive in the campground, you kind of turn around a little elbow uh, on the road that's hidden by a hill and you feel like you're a million miles away. You know, I've traveled in um, uh, Central and South America. And when you wake up in the morning and it's humid and the trees are beautiful and green and the birds are so loud that you actually don't hear the highway, um, it's really incredible. It made me feel like I was so, so far away. And yet, you know, this huge road, the busiest road in Canada is, you know, maybe 300 meters away from us. Yeah, it's a very, very special place. This is uh, Parks Canada on the Chris Robinson Travel Show. That's Ed Jager, Director of the Visitor Experience for Parks Canada. Listen, I want to tell you about this prize before we go too much further, and we'll give away the prize at the end of the program from the calls and emails to the show. Uh, You have to answer your telephone with the winning phrase, which I'll also give you. But look at this prize pack. It's a Parks Canada prize pack. It includes... First and foremost, a Parks Canada Family Discovery Pass valid for 12 months. That's a Family Discovery Pass for a year. Uh, we have National Geographic Guide to National Parks of Canada, a National Geographic 1812, a Traveler's Guide to the War that Defined the Continent, uh, a Parks Canada Notebook, a Parks Canada uh, 1911 Cotton Bag, 
Parks Canada umbrella. We have some leather <laughs> luggage tags we want to throw in the travel shampoo. Get, and, and let me tell you, this pass lets you enjoy more than 100. Uh, I was impressed with that number. 100 national parks, national marine conservation areas, and national historic sites across Canada. The charge entry fees in this pass, this family discovery pass, could be yours. Now we need the winning phrase. The winning phrase. For great outdoors <laughs> and scenic pleasures, national parks are Canadian treasures. Answer your telephone with that uh, winning phrase at the end of the program, and we'll give you this Parks Canada prize pack. More with Parks Canada in a moment. 416-872-1010, 877-518-5151, or star talk. Go to chrisrobinsontravelshow.com, and you'll see how to get an email to the show. At 1015... It's News Talk 1010, Time Saver Traffic. You're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on News Talk 1010. Welcome back to the program. Chris Robinson Travel Show this week. Parks Canada in studio. Ed Jager, Director of the Visitor Experience for Parks Canada. Here's today's winning phrase. For great outdoors and scenic pleasures, national parks are Canadian treasures. And a fabulous prize pack that includes a lot of gifts for you. First and foremost, this Parks Canada Family Discovery Pass valid for 12 months. You can enjoy more than 100 national parks, national marine conservation areas, and national historic sites from across Canada. Uh, entry fees? No thanks. I have this family pass. Be a terrific gift for you. Yeah, you just got to call into the show or of course uh, we'll be taking some emails as well. And do go to the uh, the website, the Parks Canada website, really easy, pc.gc.ca. Yep, I got that yep. one right. Or you can put in Parks Canada and something called Google and I'm sure it'll come up. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> We've also got uh, over 20 pages of detailed information on the Chris Robinson Travel Show uh, website including my top 10 Canadian parks, which is, of course, um, Ed, Ed is probably looking at me in horror now. How could you select 10 out of all these wonderful parks? But I have, <laughs> the ones that I've been to, at least, and uh, a lot of information on that. And also you, on the website, you'll see how this is the last week for entry for the Aruba contest mm-hmm. on, on Facebook. So don't forget to uh, to get your name in for that. And that's the way to get an email question to the show is you start at the Chris Robinson Travel Show.com, and that's how you get an email question into the show. The numbers to call, 416-872-1010, 877-518-5151, or start talk. And let's start uh, this time with uh, an emailer. Ben from North York wants to know a little bit about how did the National Parks of Canada come about? What is their history? So... In about, in, well, in about, in 1885, the first national uh, park was created in Canada in Banff. Um, and that park actually came about because some employees from Canadian Pacific Railways were there and they were moving, the, they were pushing the railroad through uh, the mountains and they found an amazing hot spring. And that, that, that location now is actually a historic site, the Cave and Basin National Historic right. Site. And this year we just redid the whole uh, exposition at that historic site and it goes it really ties together the whole National Park and National Historic Site system. It's actually, Cave and Basin is in Banff. It's uh, right near downtown Banff. Um, so that's our first park. And then um, in 1911, we created the uh, the Dominion Park Service. So then we're actually the first park service. We're the third fir- national park in the world, but we created the first park service. So we're right. the first country that actually had a... Uh, an organization in place to manage these incredible places. Another Canadian first. Yes. <laughs> and then as you go through through history, you see sort of waves of park creation. So there was quite a few parks created um, in the 1930s during the Great Depression as a way to uh, 
promote employment and, and support people through that really difficult period. In the 70s, we also saw uh, another wave of park creation. And actually, our, our current uh, currently, we've actually done an incredible job over the last number of years creating new parks. Um, the, the current government has actually increased the amount of protected land uh, managed by Parks Canada by 50% as to what we previously had and, and made and protected incredible places like adding an incredible amount of land to Nahani National Park and so on. And and they're also working to create new national parks. Sable Island just passed uh, yes, uh, through, through Parliament a, a couple days ago, and we're working hard with uh, uh, people in, Nor- in Newfoundland to create another national park there, 10,000 square kilometres in the Mealy Mountains to protect caribou herds. So it's it's still growing. Um and yeah, it's a pretty amazing story too to go to see it in in Cave and Basin and to imagine these these guys, you know, so long ago and showing up and finding some amazing hot water thermal springs and turning that into you know 167 historic sites, 44 national parks, four marine conservation areas. So just give us those numbers again because those, I'm not sure that that people really understand how many sites there are. Yeah. So so there's 167 national historic sites that wow. are managed by Parks Canada and about. Uh, 70 of those actually charge fees. The rest, uh, you can still go and visit, and there's interpretation panels and so on that help you understand the story of the place. There's 44 national parks, although 44 I, national I don't always do a great job counting because when we start creating them, but yeah. I'm pretty sure it's 44 right now. Um, and that in land area, those parks are as big as all the Atlantic provinces, including Newfoundland together, <laughs> or they're bigger than Germany, and it gives you a sense of the space. Or if you take a one park like uh, Wood Buffalo, which is on the border mm. between Alberta and uh, Northwest Territories, it's about 40,000 square kilometers. So, like, if you imagine 200 kilometers by 200 kilometers, and that's all protected space. And in that space, in uh, Wood Buffalo, we have the world's longest uh, beaver dam, which is kind of neat to, to think about. <laughs> I think it's almost a kilometer long. So, I heard you can see that from space. <laughs> uh, I think that's actually how they found it. So, <laughs> <laughs> But then you go all the way down to, I think the smallest part would be the St. Lawrence Islands. Uh, St. Lawrence Islands and Point Pelee are, are quite, quite small. I think yeah. St. Lawrence Islands is about eight square kilometers. So, um, but then when you're talking about an island environment, it really yeah. is, it's about the land base that we, that's sort of what we count. But then you also have in that place, the experiences about the water that's around it as well. So yeah, that's the smallest one. And we also are responsible for pretty much that, well, the most Southern point in Canada with Point Pelee, pretty much the most Northern with, uh, uh, Katernapak National Park on Ellesmere Island, um, We've got a whole bunch of parks on the West Coast, like with Guayhanas, which is a park, and there's also a, a marine conservation area that's in development there. Um, and then on the East Coast, the easternmost point in North America is at Cape Spear Lighthouse, which is also an amazing, amazing spot. Yeah. It's amazing to stand there and look Isn't and think there is nothing between me and Europe. Yeah. So, Yeah. And visitation would, would vary from, you know, huge numbers, I guess, in somewhere like Banff National Park to... Yeah, so in a place like Banff, we see, you know, about 3 million visitors every year, which is a pretty incredible number. Um, and then if you go to some of our northern parks, uh, you know, Taktak Nogayet, which is at the, on the, in the Northwest Territories. Last year they had two visitors. Two? Yeah, and, and in Katernapak, um, where wow. you're in Ellesmere Island, yeah. you know, the access is so difficult there. Some, some years we would get, you know, 10, 20 visitors because a, a cruise ship might arrive, but other years there may actually be no visitors wow. to that place um, just because... You know, it's a, you really, really, really want to go, need to <laughs> want to go there. there to get there. I really, so. really want to go there. <laughs> Let me say that. We're also, of course, talking about the National Historic Sites. And, and we have a question actually here 
from someone, uh, Terry in Hamilton, who wants to know about 1812. Are, are the 1812 events being celebrated? So uh, the War of 1812 started in 1812. Uh, so last year was the 200th anniversary of the start of the war, and uh, it actually came to an end uh, uh, in 1814. So there's going to be events all through that period. Um, and right now, uh, at the Red Path uh, Festival that's happening here in Toronto, um, the tall ships are here, and um, we also have 1812 on tour, which is a great opportunity for for people to come down and get an understanding of of what that of the story of that war um, and how that ha- how that affected them and how that affected Canada and made Canada helped make Canada a great place. Um, and we'll actually have 1812 on tour with the. Uh, the tall ships as they go throughout Ontario. So that's one opportunity. Um, You have some amazing sites right nearby. Um, If you want to go to uh, Fort George near Niagara-on-the-Lake, or if you want to go up to Fort Wellington, those are, there's amazing opportunities there to, to, uh, to learn and experience the war of 1812. The August 17, 18 long weekend, um, we have what we call fab forts weekend, and we try to put on special uh, activities and events for people to come down and, um, and so, again, if you go to some of these sites that have a, a link to 1812, you can have a great opportunity there. If you want to make a little trip to Montreal uh, on Thanksgiving weekend, the Battle of Chateau Gay is right around that time. And that was a pivotal battle in the War of 1812. And we're going to have lots of ring and actors and so on. So that could also be another great experience for people to to have related to 1812. And going back further in time, Louisbourg is celebrating. Yes, so this is the 300th anniversary of the Fortress of Louisbourg, the establishment of the what I if I recall correctly it was like the first best place uh, that they found when they arrived uh, yeah. in terms of settlement, um, and there's going to be incredible activities all uh, through the summer. Um, well, and, and in fact, some of the neat things they're doing. So we are doing a learn to camp here uh, to help people learn to uh, how to experience and and have a great time camping outdoors. And at Louisburg, they're going to do the same thing, but they're going to have 300 people because it's 300 anniversary. Huh. It took a lot of imagination to come up with that. <laughs> And uh, so they'll have lots of special events going on throughout uh, the, the, the whole year at Louisbourg. And when you're up there, you can also go around and visit uh, some of the great sites that are on Cape Breton Island. Parks Canada, more on the Chris Robinson Travel Show. Tremendous history and a tremendous future. We'll talk about it. And tremendous future from you. We'll give you the prize details and the winning phrase coming up as we continue with Parks Canada here on the Chris Robinson Travel Show News Talk. You're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on News Talk 1010. Welcome back to the Chris Robinson Travel Show, News Talk 1010. Today, Parks Canada, Ed Jager, is in studio, director of the visitor experience for Parks Canada. All right, here's the winning phrase at the end of the program. For great outdoors and scenic pleasures, national parks are Canadian treasures. The prize at the end of the program, wow, this prize pack includes the Parks Canada Family Discovery Pass, valid for 12 months. You can enjoy more than 100 national parks, national marine conservation areas, and national historic sites across Canada. Now, we're also throwing in several books, uh, guides, what have you, uh, a cotton bag, an umbrella. uh, There's all kinds of great things in this prize pack. And uh, the lead is, of course, this uh, Discovery Pass, this Family Discovery Pass. All right. The numbers to the program, 416-872-1010-877-518-5151 or star talk. Go to chrisrobinsontravelshow.com to get in an email question. Yeah, we should take uh, one or two callers, I think. We should. Here's uh, Marianne in Newmarket. Good Mar- morning. How are you? Good hey, morning, Marianne. Marianne. <laughs> I have a 
question. Um, do we have to make reservations to go to these parks, or and if so, what is the n- phone number? You mean for 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 camping? Yeah. All right. Uh, hi, Marianne. So you you don't have to make reservations if you want to go camping in, uh, in a national park, um, but it's always a good practice, and you're that way you can guarantee that you're going to have a spot. So we typically would have some sites that we keep on a first come first serve basis, but really for you to have peace of mind, you're best off to make your reservation ahead of time. Okay. And if you if you call our 1-800 number, 1-888-773-8888, they'll uh, be able to answer some more of your detailed questions, and they'll be able to put you through to our reservation service. You can also go online to pccamping.ca, uh, and that's also, or, yeah, pccamping.ca, and there you'll be able to also make a reservation online. I wonder how far, how far mm-hmm. ahead can you do that? Uh, our reservation season starts in April. Oh, okay. And we'll we we sort of have a rolling window in terms of the the parks that you can reserve at because we don't want to launch them all on the same day because right. sometimes the tele telecom companies think they're having a denial of service attack when the <laughs> reservations open up. So <laughs> if you go to our website again, you'll be able to see what the dates are when you can start making reservations. All right. So uh, that's good because I was thinking mm-hmm. if I find my favorite spot, I can't just book it again next year as I'm leaving. Yeah, I, we're, I have we're to wait trying. April. Yeah, we're yeah. trying to we're trying to fix that. We're trying to make right, it right, so right. that. When you leave, you could say, hey, I really like this place and I want to oh, uh, yeah. come back. But, you know, we have some challenges around that because sometimes over the winter, like what we're seeing right now in Banff with um, in the mountain parks mm-hmm. with a bit of damage to, because of all the incredible rainfall, then if people make a reservation a year ahead of time and their campground or their campsite changes or something happens, and then we got to make sure that we can still offer them an amazing experience. So mm-hmm. we, yeah. we're, we're trying to figure out how the best way to do that is going to be to let people reserve as far ahead as they can. Interesting. Here's uh, Norm in Toronto. Norm, go ahead. Hello, Ed. It's a pleasure talking to you. I've had the privilege of visiting all of Canada from the Atlantic to the Pacific to the three northern territories and visited Parks Canada um, sites in all of those places. Um, A year or so ago, I read in the paper that uh, there was a private member's bill saying that they were going to give some sort of tax incentive for people to visit Canada and I wondered if Parks Canada is involved in that in terms of maybe like an audit t- sort of thing to encourage tourism in our great parks and, and uh, historic sites and, and what you know about that. Yeah, so Norm, I think what you're referring to is uh, the GST. And when people would visit, when uh, visitors would come from other countries, they'd come to Canada and um, they would have a GST credit. And I'm not for sure 100% certain, but I think we actually, we've removed that or there's talk of removing that GST credit. Um, so that used to be an incentive and, I, and I'm and i not sure if it still is the case, but I'm not aware of any tax credits that people get uh, within Canada for when they go to visit our amazing places. Although, Although it, it does should it, be. <laughs> well, and I, I mean, it does get, I mean, it's part, part national parks, provincial parks as well are partly supported by uh, taxpayer dollars. Yeah. That's what helps make sure these places are protected for everybody's great 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 grandchildren so um it, when you do visit these places norm you're kind of taking advantage of the fact that you are supporting them uh through your tax dollars well the interesting and, thing listening to you chris arms you're a world traveler and and it, you've mentioned as well that you've traveled ed and but yet you're very impressed with what we have here in oh, canada you know is, and that's that's so world much leading yeah. it really is i mean the more i i, I travel and, and see national parks of other countries and 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 there are always you know a place that I'll, I'll make a beeline to when i'm mm-hmm. when i am traveling the more proud i i become of our own national park system and and you know, let me just say on, on on air in front of our listeners that you guys do a magnificent job i mean 
truly, uh, to, to make us all feel proud. Yeah, I think we're we're really fortunate as an organization to live in a beautiful country and then get to do great jobs in terms of helping to protect it, make sure that people can come and experience it. Um, Canada's huge. You know, we got 10 million square kilometers and there's so many amazing places um, within that landscape. Um, and I think, too, that uh, we've also done a great job as a country of creating um, a park system that, that really kind of makes sense in terms of looking at the whole country and saying, what are the places that need to be protected and why are we going to protect those places? We want to get a representation of everything our country is about. And that's how we sort of work and decide and think about setting up our national parks, which is really a neat idea. Um, and we've also, as an organization, really tried to to sort of express that world leadership, right? And, and it makes sense too, right? I mean, Canada is a great place to live. We're a wealthy country. We have all kinds of potential in terms of making these places amazing. So it makes sense that we do. And yeah. we get lots of recognition. Yeah, and of course, uh, UNESCO World Heritage Sites are amongst the sites that, that uh, you safe keep. Yeah, yeah. We're responsible for, I think, 11 of the 16 UNESCO World Heritage Sites in Canada. We're also working hard to have some new uh, World Heritage Sites created um, within the country. We are also the department that's responsible for working with UNESCO on the identification and, and evaluation of those sites. And, uh, you know, when you get to visit these places, like when you go to Gros Morne or to Lanso Meadow in, in Newfoundland, when you go to the uh, Rocky Mountain National Parks, like, and you see them, you understand why yes. these are part yeah. of what is important to all the whole planet. Not just to Canadians, but to, to everyone. On exactly. The yeah, absolutely. Uh, another email here. And uh, actually, this one is appropriate because uh, you, you do have Seneca in the, uh, uh, in the studio with us, who is your grade five daughter, I think. Yep, yep, she's in grade five. Well, she was in grade five. She's done for the year. Oh, so. <laughs> hey, grade six are then now, officially. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we, we have, uh, now I'm just trying to look for the name here. Where is it? Um, Alice in Toronto wants to know, what is there in the parks for kids? So, you know, any if you come to a park and you're, and you're going to go camping, camping's a great way to, to really connect with your family. Um, you know, you kind of, you kind of, do away with a lot of the, the busyness of your regular your regular routine and you can really concentrate on being with the people you love. So that's one great thing about going with kids. The other thing that we have um, across the system now is a program called Explorers, which is really designed for kids 6 to 12 and it's a way for them to experience with their maybe siblings or with their parents for sure uh, really amazing places. And that it's a booklet that they'll get when they arrive at the park or the site and it gives them a, a list of activities they can do. There's usually some optionality, so there might be 10 activities, and they can do five, and at the end, they'll get recognition, they get a souvenir, and those activities are all really designed to help them uh, experience and have fun in that place. And what we've really tried to do with that program is not take kids to school. School's done. <laughs> they don't really want to go do that and learn and memorize things. They want to come and sort of discover a place. So we really yeah. tried to push the activities so that... Um, it gives them a way to sort of open up their eyes and see the place through different through through the through a different lens and to think about things in a bit different way. And um, we've had tons of success with that program. We started it three years ago. This year, we'll we expect about 150,000 participants as kids, like one kid. So it's probably more in the three or four hundred thousand range when we think about the fact that they're maybe doing it with their family or with their parents. Fantastic. And that's called the Explorers Program. The Explorers Program. When you arrive at a gate, at a park, or when you arrive at a visitor center and you ask about it, our staff, our amazing staff, will be happy to help you to do that. And, and while we're talk, talking about fun and games, uh, Frida from Toronto wants to know about geocaching. So geocaching is like a sort of uh, high-tech treasure hunt. So 
in 2000, I think, in, in the year 2000, when the U.S. Uh, military made uh, their their uh, GPS geo-referencing satellites available to the general public, some amazing people started building GPS devices. And not long after, some uh, smart people started thinking, well, you know, what could I do with this thing? So a geocache is a, uh, a treasure that somebody's hidden. And on a website called geocaching.com, they've put the coordinates of that thing and they put... Uh, Maybe some indicate some little hints as to where you could find it, and then and then you go with your GPS unit, and it'll help guide you toward where that thing is. But when you actually get there, you actually have to find it because they're often hidden. Sometimes they can be hidden uh, incredibly well. Um, I've I've talked to geocachers who actually are making like fake rocks that they'll hide the <laughs> the cache in, and then when you open it up, you can. Um, sometimes there'll be trade items in it. There'll be a little log book you can write stuff in. Um, and then you go back to the geocaching.com website and you tell a bit a little bit of your story in terms of what you found. And you can do this in the national parks. Yeah, um, you can do it in almost all of our parks. And we even have a program um, uh, this year that we set up uh, with Magellan, which is a GPS uh, company that they make GPS units. And they've actually provided us some GPS units so that vi when visitors come to parks, they can go and try this activity for themselves. Thanks. That's our guest, Ed Jager. He's director of the Visitor Experience for Parks Canada. We have a lovely prize. A Parks Canada prize pack includes this family discovery pass valid for 12 months, good for over 100 national parks, marine conservation areas, national historic sites across this great country. And uh, we include a lot of other things in this prize pack. Here's the winning phrase. For great outdoors and scenic pleasures, national parks are Canadian treasures. Parks Canada, more on the Chris Robinson Travel Show, coming up on News Talk 1010. You're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on News Talk 1010. Welcome back to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on News Talk 1010 with Parks Canada, our uh, topic today, enjoying... Talking about Canada, we're, uh, we're about a week early to wave the Canadian flag, but it's always good to wave the Canadian flag, isn't it? And we're better yeah. to do that in, in one of our Canadian national parks or national historic sites. Ed Jager is with us in the studio, director of the Visitor Experience for Parks Canada, and again, this great uh, Parks Canada Family Discovery Pass, along with all the other goodies we're throwing in the prize pack, is coming up in just a few minutes' time. For great outdoors and scenic pleasures, national parks are Canadian treasures. That's the phrase to say. And do go to pc.gc.ca. That's the website for Parks Canada. Very simple. Some great photography. Go to the Facebook page too, by the way. Fabulous photography on the uh, on the Facebook page for, for Parks Canada. Really, really great. Um, and also go to, to chrisrobinsontravelshow.com, uh, of course. You can see about 20 pages of information about the National Parks of Canada on there. And you can also enter, the last week to enter, the um, prize trip for Aruba. And that's a, a wonderful uh, all-inclusive trip down to Aruba. So uh, you have to enter that by uh, Friday. Right. Friday. And that is something week. just through the website, right? So yep. get there for that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now we've got a whole slew of, of emails um, talking about first-time camping. And, and any advice on, on first-time camping. And I know that that's a, a kind of hot topic for, for Parks Canada. Yeah, so, uh, well, and Chris, I'd mentioned to you, I'm actually here in Toronto because we're doing a Learn to Camp project in uh, or a Learn to Camp event in Rouge mm -hmm. uh, or in the future Rouge National Urban Park. And those events started last week, and there will be about 20 of them across the country for, to give people an opportunity to understand and, and learn and feel comfortable going camping for if they're first-time or if they haven't done it for a while and they want to get back into it. We also have developed a Learn to Camp app 
So if you want to download on your iPhone or your Android device, and it can walk you through steps and help you to prepare, make sure you got a checklist of gear so you know what you need. Um, and uh, and when people want to do, go out and get and do that camping experience for the first time, um, national parks are a great way to do it. We have really well uh, maintained and well. Uh, uh, we have great facilities in our campgrounds, so it gives them an easy opportunity to, to sort of step into that that experience. Um, and uh, if they take the Learn to Camp app, that gives them a great opportunity. If they go to some of their local uh, uh, suppliers of outdoor gear, they'll also offer them a great opportunity to help. So, you know, if we look at Learn to Camp, we've got Mountain Equipment Co-op that helps us with that. Um, and if you go to Mountain Equipment Co-op, I'm sure there's the staff there I know are incredible and can help you understand what you need. You can also go to other locations and stores and outdoor outfitters, and they're always more than willing to help you to, to figure out what you need and have a great experience. And you're also doing this kind of camping for softies, this kind of transitioning into camping, aren't you? Yeah, so what we've seen, and, uh, you know, I'm maybe starting to fall into that group myself, is, you know, there's lots of people who have camped in the past, and they're maybe now they're not quite as excited about sleeping on the ground and trying to, you know, get dressed yeah. lying down and that kind of stuff or spending a day indoors inside of a, you know, eight foot by eight foot space uh, while, while it rains outside. So we've started to see and uh, started to install what we call an authentic, which is really like a really cool tent um, with a hardwood floor and um, lots of space to sleep six people and space to walk around and stand up. So those are starting going across the country. We also see parks where we have yurts, where we have rustic cabins. And what's really neat about those things, uh, all those experiences, is that you're still in a campground, you're still having a camping experience, and you have sort of the the communal aspect of that, where you're in a in space with other people enjoying the outdoors. You also have the um, you're sort of more in touch and you're disconnected from your regular life, but you can do it in a really comfortable fashion. And so we're going to see more of those authentics um, and yurts and so on across the country. And uh, what we're hearing back right now is that people just love it, you know, and we've. We've seen, like, for example, we put some in Fundy last year, and the occupancy rate in the summer is like 95%. So we're certainly getting lots of pickup on those kind of things. It's our dialing music. Wow, so soon. I know. The show's going fast. It was just I so that hour fascinated by. <laughs> by the parks here. I, but I here love this are. idea of, of, of camping for softies, by the way. I think that, that will really appeal to my wife. Yeah, not, not quite, that's not quite how we call it. No, but. <laughs> we have a prize pack here that includes the Parks Canada Family Discovery Pass, valid for 12 months, over 100 national parks, uh, conservation area sites. Uh, we're throwing in some great parks books, uh, leather luggage tags, an umbrella, a bag, a notebook. It goes on and on. For this prize pack, if you answer your phone with the winning phrase, all of that is yours. Celebrate Canada and celebrate Parks Canada for 12 months. For great outdoors and scenic pleasure, national parks are Canadian treasures. Hey! Hey. Nicely done. Wow. (laughs) That's awesome. Congratulations. Everyone, right. And who's this? This is Nellie Han. I know my husband talked on the uh, spoke uh, to you earlier, Good. but he's driving, so I'm on the phone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, we'd much Very rather nice. that. <laughs> well done, Nellie. Congratulations. And, thank you. Uh, you stay on the line. We'll get all, all your details. And uh, Okay, thank you. We, uh, we uh, congratulate you. This is going to be a, a nice year coming up for you. Oh, You'll be able to see fabulous, a lot of the parks. Fabulous. We love Toronto Park, National Parks, I mean, and <laughs> we love the, all the parks. We've seen quite a lot of the uh, National Parks. Love them. <laughs> Fabulous. Good, good, good for you. 
And uh, our grateful thanks to Ad J uh, Ad Ed Jager, um, director for a visitor experience for Parks Canada. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, and thanks for letting me have have uh, this this great conversation with you and with your listeners, Chris. It was really wonderful. Well, it, I mean, it's tremendous to be talking about. Parks Canada and, and, and uh, our national treasures. Uh, I've, yeah. I've still got a few on my bucket list, particularly those up in the far north. Yeah, and there's great opportunities now to get up. We're making it easier and easier to get to some of these amazing places up north too. So it's a tremendous. Wow, that was a quite a, a tour across Canada. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think we, we need to continue the Canadian theme next week. So stay tuned. And Absolutely. We will be back with the travel show next week. You're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on News Talk 1010.